No, no, they call me the doctor. This is Zoe, Jamie, and I'm the doctor. I'm the doctor. I'm the doctor. You may be a doctor, but I'm the doctor. The definite article, you might say. I'm the doctor. I am known as the doctor. I'm not the professor. I'm the doctor. I am the doctor. I'm the doctor. And if there's one thing I can do, it's talk. I'm the doctor, by the way. If anyone's interested. Oh, well, I'm the doctor. I work in a shop now, here to help. I'm the doctor, and I will be your victim this evening. Are you my mummy? I'm the doctor. I'm the doctor. And I'm the doctor. And according to the rules, you can't say no. Okay. Smashing me yourselves. Yeah, I'm not bad, Caroline. How are you? Okay, thank you. Hi, Caroline. I will apologize. I'm full of the cold, so if I start coughing, I'll try and keep it to a minimum. <laughs> it's all right, it's not COVID. <laughs> well, I don't know, I didn't bother testing, so uh, get him on board anymore anyway, to be honest. No. You don't get paid sick leave if you're off work, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit, a bit shit, like you know. So. Um, anyway, uh, how, is there... how do you guys know each other? Just a quick question, please. Like, how do you meet? We were at college oh, together. Mm. Yeah, like ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jesus, you put up, put up with him for ten years. Jesus, <laughs> I thought I had a bad. Well, yeah, you didn't really have a choice, mate. No. Wounded <laughs> oh, no. by blood, mate. You know. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah we both did our art and design at college. So. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Cool. Yeah, I always thought Caroline was better than me, to be honest. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't stick at it very long though. that's the thing well, but maybe we can see some of your work if you're still going at it or have you just not really bothered with it anymore I haven't done much since Alana was born right okay I Fair find a toddler kind of takes all your time away doesn't it yeah it's, it's the same with me like, um, like I haven't acted in years but like now I've got a son it's even harder now you know what I mean it's like work son you know, family life, and then work again, you're like, all right. <laughs> There's no time for much else, is there? No, no, no. Yeah. No, no time to be a drama queen anymore. No. <laughs> I'm, hey, no, I'm a, I'm, a scream, I'm a scream queen, all right? Get it right. Come on. All right, then, if you say so. <laughs> Jesus. Right. So this is a recap episode of the 60th anniversary specials. And the fourteenth Doctor, um, Caroline, you have. I'm just going to confirm that you have watched all three, and you're I up to date. Did the giggle last night? Okay, cool. Right, because we're going to spoil this to like rotten. So <laughs> I'm just checking. <laughs> um, 
maybe we should maybe we should get Caroline's thoughts on it because obviously we 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 covered it, but obviously we'll we'll cover bits and bobs of what we said last night, like in the last recording, should say. But maybe uh, Caroline, if you, if you're alright with that, maybe mm-hmm. hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, what's your thoughts on the the, the specials? <laughs> I enjoyed them. Um, I found with Peter Capaldi's and Jodie Whittaker's, I felt like I was kind of powering through a lot of the episodes and just watching them for the sake of keeping up to date and watching them. Mm. But the last, the three specials I have really enjoyed, it has felt a lot more like the older stuff, like obviously having David Tennant back made a difference as well. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and obviously with Russell T. Davis as well, I think the writing was better. Right, okay. But no, I, I did enjoy the three specials. I think the Star Beast was my least favourite. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, I really enjoyed the giggle. So, have have you listened to our past reviews about the the Wild Blue Yonder and the the Star Beast? Have you have you listened to those episodes? Uh, I've got the Star Beast. I've got most of the way through Wild Blue Yonder. Right. Okay. Because like <laughs> we have some interesting views ourselves on 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 this <laughs> as well. And I just wondered if you agreed with any of the views that we like, especially like since you've only halfway through Blue Yonder. Like, do you agree with some of the things that were said in Star Beast, maybe? Um, if you remember anything what was said? Because we just talked a lot of shite half the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Well, don't get me wrong, it was a good episode. But the meep was a bit... Like, I'm kind of like, I love all the cutesy. It, it was, like, so cute, the meep, to start with. And it, it felt a bit like... Child, you know, like a bit like the adipose. Yeah. Very cute and very kiddy. <laughs> and then it was like the child throwing his toys out the pram. <laughs> <laughs> did you get like 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 I did? I got a very gremlins feel. Like even when yeah. I was watching trailers, I think I was thinking to myself, like before the episode came out, I thought to myself, this is gonna be like gremlins, and it? it's gonna be all cute and that, and then it hits midnight and I go, uh, you know, it... yeah, I think it kind of felt like that was a bit. I think the more actually, it should have focused more on the Dr. Donna thing because mm. I feel like that was kind of a cop out, but just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> like, I completely understood, and the diluting of it made sense passing down through a generation mm. that completely made sense, but then they're just like, oh, yeah, we'll just. Yeah. Oh. What what would sorry like I, I, I keep buying questions at you, but like what would you have like like would you like if if you had a say in it, what would you have like um to have happened? Like how Donna would you have rather have seen? Okay, it gave Doc like it passed on to her daughter, so like it gave her a bit more time to live, uh, live, and then she eventually died, or. Would you rather it kind of um, be dealt with a, a, a different way? Like, yeah, I think, I think having it passed down and then just giving her that extra length of time would have made a bit more sense. Mm. 
because obviously like it's come down through a generation so Donna doesn't carry as much of it so then it's not as um time crucial like obviously they said like as soon as they as soon as she remembered she would die it would kill her and yeah. you did have that space of time but yeah. I, yeah they're just kind of shaking it off made no sense to me as far, I as far, all it took to get rid of it yeah. surely an easier way to get rid of it while it was still just in her mm. if all it took was to dilute it one generation and then just get rid yeah yeah there should have been a way around it i think a lot of people, before she had a child yeah i think I, th I think a lot of people felt that way as well and you know like i did like the fact that like it was diluted passed on to her daughter or whatever but yeah. Um, but I th I, my thing about it was I think it could have been something like um, I don't know like like when it got released up in the air I thought it would have been better if it just went into obviously the doctor and then it would give him a couple of more yeah. generations or something like that something you know something like that I he thought that would have been yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it is hard. I, I, I like the fact that like because i've had conversations with people like not just at work but like i've seen comments as well uh on social media and a lot of people have got mixed opinions of it like some people are like oh, that's brilliant like and everything else and then there's other people that are like what like, yeah. what <laughs> you know what i mean it's just like uh you know but you know, it's, it's very controversial. And I think all three of the specials are quite controversial. And it's and it's way like some of the things that have been handled, especially in the especially in the giggle um as well. But you know um yeah. you'll probably probably know what my issue is with the giggle. Um like but you know, I'll I'll let you guys uh have a little ponder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, first off, though, I think it'd be quite good to ask Caroline uh, how she got into Doctor Who. Because we obviously did that with us three at the beginning of our, like our first episode. So obviously, since this is the first time she's been on the show, I think it'd be quite good to ask her. So I'm not gonna lie, I I haven't really watched anything of old Doctor Who. I'm very much new Who. Um, and it was my parents that got me into it. Because when it came back out, they were like, "Oh my god, we used to watch this as we were kids." And my mom always told me she would watch it from behind the sofa when she was a child, because it scared her that much. So I'm like, yeah, great. This will be fantastic. <laughs> and yeah, kind of fell in love with it from there. Yeah. So like, what was your first episode? Was it like Rose or? Yeah, it was the first Christopher Eccleston one. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah I'd not seen, I'd heard of it previously, but I'd not watched anything. Well, what, was your, what was your favourite Doctor and your favourite episode? Okay. So 
David's my favorite doctor. Oh yeah. Definitely. And favorite episode has to be Blink. Oh, I love that episode. Blink scared the hell out of me for weeks. Because I was I was doing a I was in third third or fourth year at the time at, at high school, and we did like a half day release to a college to go and do like a little taster of a course. So we went to Gervin, and the building across from us we had these great big windows in the building, and the one across from us had statues, and I could not <laughs> stop watching these statues for weeks after that. <laughs> I could just I could just see you kind of staring at them going, don't take your eyes off it, don't blink. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> um, Genuinely. And every time the angels have turned up since, you're like, shit, here it goes again. <laughs> but that's what I think I wanted from Doctor Who. After like hearing my parents talk about it, I wanted to be scared of something. So, so and it's it, not necessarily like something, something you would think would be scary. You wouldn't walk past a statue in the street and think, shit. Is it going to move? But now that you've watched that, it's something ordinary they've taken mm. and made you question it. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a great thing about science fiction, though. Like, they can take everyday normal things yeah. about and make you question it. You know what I mean? I remember, like, it was, I think it was maybe around about the, the time that, maybe it was a few years after when the uh, Blink came out. But I remember going to a party um, I was, it must have been when I was living in Edinburgh at the time at the Halls of Residence and I remember somebody actually dressed up as a weeping angel and okay. the thing and I just literally I was walking down the corridor to go to my mate's uh, what's it called flat turned the corner and I was like oh yeah bastard <laughs> <laughs> he was just standing there and like I was like I was like okay um, and like you know and like people were laughing at me and I was like this is this. I know, like in my brain, like logically, I was thinking this is a guy dressed up as a weeping angel and everything else. But then, what's called like somebody was playing about with the frigging lights, wasn't it? And I was like, in my drunken stupor, I was like, no, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh dear. So, another good question would be, who's your favorite companion and favorite villain? Rose always has a special place in my heart. And I think it was just the relationship with David's doctor. And honestly, that broke my heart when they had to part ways and on the beach, I was in floods of tears. <laughs> really was. Sorry, I loved sorry, that. sorry, just a side question there. Would you have loved in these 60th specials if they brought Rose, like, uh, obviously, Billy Piper's Rose back because in these 60s specials, they're a lot more in touch with his emotions and things like that. Would you have loved to have seen a scene like that where you know he would have like said it? Because obviously, it's a whole big thing about obviously when he was originally the 10th Doctor and that he, he didn't say it, you know didn't what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I don't think I would have wanted to see that. That's the whole emotion of it is the fact that it was there, but he didn't say it. Mm. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> cool. And um Vellum? Favorite Vellum. Um <coughs> Yeah, so definitely the Angels, but then 
I would say the master, but John Sims master is my favorite out of the new ones. Good choice. Mm -hmm. choice. I liked, I liked Missy. Don't get me wrong. I liked Missy mm. and I liked the most recent one, but I don't know. John Sim just kind of had, I don't know, the acting was there and he just had that, it was like borderline crazy. Yeah. It was completely off the scale. You could sort of see a level headed, but it was always in the balance. It was the energy he brought to the character, I thought, as well. And the fact yeah. that both David Tennant and John Sim complemented each other. And, like, they always yeah. seemed to me in each scene that they were in, they were just, like, in the, in the moment with each other. And I thought it was brilliant. It was just sort of fate meant to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah perfect casting. Mm. Yeah. So I have one more question for you, Caroline. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, before we get into the our recap, is uh, obviously with the children in needs uh, sketch, there was the Russell T. Davis was talking about the redesign of uh, Davros. Uh, <laughs> we discussed. <laughs> um, I just wanted to see what your thoughts were on that. Oh, that made me, that little skit made me laugh. It was just, <laughs> you could see it coming. It was just when, when he suddenly appeared with that plunge, you just thought, no, really? <laughs> Is that what? And you're like, shit. He he, like actually like unintentionally created part of the Starlink and named it in the end, as well. He actually named it. <laughs> uh, I was <laughs> I was saying that when uh, we were talk, talking about it in one of our episodes and that I said, does that mean that the Doctor inadvertently named a Dalek, gave it the plun the iconic plunger, yeah, um, and everything else, and like you know he. Technically, did inadvertently cause cause that, you know. And then, when you, and then, obviously, you think in specials, you get mavity. <laughs> oh Jesus! And yeah. that's mentioned. Like, oh no! And that still hasn't been explained yet. So it's just, yeah. it's just. I, just, I wonder if it's going to pop up in in future episodes as well, or just suddenly imagine mavity. But uh, it's just, oh, it's. Like they better do something with it because it's driving me nuts. Because if I have to he keep hearing Mavity, Mavity, like shut the fuck up, Mavity, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll just do my tits in, you know. What I mean, it's just you know. Um, yeah. You just fly back and fix it. <laughs> like no, sorry, what you actually heard was gravity. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a toilet plunger for your uh, for your troubles as well. <laughs> It just gives them out to everyone. Here's a toilet plunger. Uh, so what's your... Obviously, the redesign in Davros and he's not going to be in his wheelchair anymore because that's problematic. So do you have any thoughts on that? Kelly? I, I don't see what the problem was with it being in the wheelchair. Because you think the Davros we saw in the, in the Children in Need was obviously a lot younger. Mm. than we've seen when it comes to like yeah when it came to later on mm. in like David's so obviously something's happened and that's just life in general things happen yeah, yeah. I, I think Is he was it, just always uh, a bad guy anyway to be honest um, thing, I thing really is, sorry Go on. I was just I was just going to say well, like I think, like, 
because well, we, we were we were discussing this before as well is the fact that it's actually not a wheelchair it's a, a life support system it keeps them alive you know what i mean like okay yeah it kind of looks like one people will be like well technically it is and that okay but you know it's a life support system and everything else it makes sense for the story if they were just popping a guy in like in the, uh, just for the sake of it then okay right, fair enough you can change change it up but mm-hmm. if they're going to change it to the point where he's got legs and all the rest of that like they have to make it make sense. You know what I mean? I went on a massive rant about this in one, one of the episodes, but it was just the fact that I think either they go back in time and they meet Davros when he's younger, as you, as you say, or what's called, he somehow builds himself new legs, but they have to make it make sense so like the audience will accept it. Because mm-hmm. if they don't, and the audience don't accept it, they'll be like, oh, screw this. Off and off the pop, and it'll be a shame because, um, because I'm honestly at this point, I'm actually quite um, afraid for shooting Gatwa because he's now got this iconic role. I'm just afraid it's going to overshadow it. You know what I mean? So I think they need to get this right so they don't lose the audience like they did with uh, Jodie Whittaker's Doctor. You know what I mean? Which I've said this in the past again. I was writing it letter down. I thought her acting, like, okay, it start off with, it could have been a bit better, but as she went along, it got better. You know what I mean? But the, the story is kind of, like, kind of, no pun intended here, fluctuated. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> but it, it kind of did. Like, the storylines were just, like, all over the bit and that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. But if you think about it, the Daleks kind of are in wheelchairs as well because they don't have any legs. So no, they need there's, to there's their life support, really, isn't it? Because they are just the the blob inside the machine, then. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if that's problematic or not. So. Don't know, Russell. Tell us. Tell us, Russell. Anyway. <laughs> well, I think he's. I think he's slowly starting to lose viewers anyway because I've. Like I've seen quite a few things on, well, X, Twitter, whatever you call it, um, and all, like all, obviously Instagram and that. A lot of people like been putting comments down, going, "This is ridiculous," and that, and like for some of the episodes, and you know, so yeah, I, I get he's trying to push boundaries, but I think I don't know. It's just it's just a weird one because. Like some of the things that some of the choices it's kind of made doesn't really make sense. Yeah, R.I.P. Doctor Who is uh, trending on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a lot on that at the minute. And if, have you seen like the viewing figures for the last three episodes? <coughs> no, I haven't seen the viewing figures. No. Yeah, well, we just got like mostly the overnights. Um, <laughs> we've got one consolidated. Um, so the overnights for the first three, the first the, the special, the first special would be five point zero eight million. Uh, special two is four point eight three million. Right. And special three is four point six two million. So there's quite a, a downtrend there. Mm. So there was always going to be a massive uptake on the first special just to see it coming back and seeing David. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. would come back in for that sole purpose. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then the consolidated for 
the first special, which is like for the full like week, like people watching it on iPlayer and within mm. that week is seven point six one million. Oh. So there's about an extra two million there, two and a half yeah. million. Um so but hey ho. So shall we get into the recap then? Oh <laughs> <laughs> then. Obviously, just go through each of the stories. Oh, hold on, hold on. I admit, I think Tom's coming in. Tom! He's alive! He's <gasps> alive! There he is! Speak to us, Tom. Speak to us. Is that Tom or is that Santa Claus? I can't tell with that beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, you slagged off my beard last time, right? Okay, right, and now, oh my god, yeah, but because I'm jealous, look at my beard compared to your guys. Like, come on, I have to take the piss. Tom's like a Viking, (laughs) anyway. How are you doing, Tom? Hi, Tom. Good, 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 good. Is, is, Is everything all right now? Yeah, yeah, everything's fine now. Yeah. Everybody's okay and feeling better now, yeah? Oh, yeah. She's feeling completely fine now. So she is, so that's good. Ah, perfect, perfect. So, Tom, you just came in at the right time because we're basically just speaking to Caroline and we're just kind of going over a few things um, that we've kind of already discussed. Uh, So we're just going to go into the recap. Um, So we'll just go through each of the three stories and we'll just kind of go through one at a time, and we'll just go through what we thought was good and bad in each of them. Uh, obviously, Tom, you, you weren't here for the last episode. We were discussing the giggle, but so you can obviously give us your views at, when we talk about the giggle. Yes. Um, and you can probably rate it then. Right, yeah, okay. I'll, do that. I'll do that, yeah. Yeah, and then we'll... I don't know if Mike wants to do the quiz in between before we go on to talk about the 14th Doctor. Uh, yeah, I could, I could do. Uh, would you prefer it at the end, or would you prefer it before we started speaking about the fourteenth uh, reviewing? We could probably do the the review of the fourteenth Doctor, and then we can probably do the quiz if, if that's if that's alright with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you got the quizmaster ready? Hmm. I am your quizmaster. Ooh, I've got my laser screwdriver. So have you just got questions for me and Tom then, or, or is Caroline involved in this as well, or what? Well, if you want, like I have got, um, I have got questions prepared for Caroline if she's willing to join in. If she doesn't, that's fine. But um, I, I am quite prepared, which is quite odd for me. I'm not that usually that prepared, but I got kind of overexcited. Oh wow, so. God, right, Caroline, do you feel like you're able and willing? <laughs> 
I'll, I'll give it a go, but no one told me there was a quiz. Now I feel woefully unprepared. <laughs> I'm not prepared either. Come on, we've been, we've been we've been we've been like trying to organise this for ages. You didn't even tell us there was going to potentially be a quiz on the bloody recording. I'm pretty sh- I'm pretty sure I did, to be honest. Um, yeah, you did. Not for me anyway. Um, did I not? I lied on my brother's behalf, like, but you know, <laughs> didn't want to. All right, it might have slipped my mind. Right, I need to double check. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be alright because I don't think any of us are actually prepared for this anyway. So right. So shall we talk about the Star Beast then? Um who wants to go first? Good and bad points for each. So who wants to go first? Oh we're just gonna go eeny miny mo. Well eeny miny miny mo. All right, Tom, you're you're last in. You can go first then. Oh God, I have oh, right. Starby, what was good and what was bad? Good, the story. Loved the story, mainly because it was adaptation of the comic. So wasn't I think they kind of they stayed faithful to that, and kind of made it their own as well. So did and I rather enjoyed it. So did it was a good reintroduction into. Like the new, the new, new who, seeing as it's been taken over by Disney. Well, it's being funded by Disney now. Uh, the bad points, well, one of the glaring bad points would have to be how Rose and Donna got rid of the meta crisis. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, fair enough. Is that everything, Tom? <laughs> I mean, for me. <laughs> yes, and and I'll I'll keep I'll keep saying it with that episode. It's the meta crisis. I did not like it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Caroline, we'll go to you next then. Um. Okay. So the bad point was for me was the meta crisis as well. I really didn't like that. Um. Good points. I really enjoyed seeing Donna's family again. Especially the mother and her reaction to seeing the doctor tip up. That was absolutely fantastic. It just made me laugh. And the meat was cute. Okay, cool. Uh, Mike, your thoughts? I'll try and keep it short and sweet, guys. Um... You never do, so don't lie. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh... Caroline, you don't you put I don't know if you know this about me, but I go off and rant, so I apologize in advance. Um so good points for me. Um again, the return of Donna's family and everything else. Um uh, Donna's reaction to when she first sees the meep and pokes it in the eye and that <laughs> thought it was genius. Um I loved uh as you say, um Donna uh Donna's mother's reaction to seeing the doctor again, absolutely brilliant. The slap that hurt that wronged the world. Um, I love this, the what the new sonic screwdriver could do, like the the the, the shields and that that he generated, the uh, little screen that he generated as well. I quite I quite liked that. I thought that was a great idea. It was it was good to see something like that as well, um, as well. So and. Bad points from bad points for me is probably the 
obviously Metacrisis. I think it's going to be unanimous saying this. Uh, Metacrisis um, is probably the biggest one that I can think of. Um, so yeah, um, but I, I, I can't think of the top of my head now. But there are always a couple other ones that pop to mind. But um, I can't really think at the minute. But you know, we'll stick with that. All right. Uh, for me, the good points were the meep. That was really well done, like the visual effects, uh, the practical effects as well. They were really good. Uh, Miriam Margulies did a fantastic job as the voice of the meep. Um, Sylvia, uh, Donna's mom, was fantastic. She's a great part of this episode. Uh, Donna's family. Um, I think. Obviously, the bad point is, like, you know, you know, it's the meta crisis. Oh, well, let's let it go. All right then. Uh, um. Also, the fact that the uh, Donna and uh, Rose were saying that um, just because the doctor's like a male presenting time lord, he wouldn't understand and how to let it go, which I thought was a bit sexist. Uh, because imagine if that was if we say that to a woman time lord, I don't think that would be quite mm. acceptable. Just because yeah. you, you're a female presenting time lord, you wouldn't understand. Uh. So, I thought that was a bit crap. Um, but yeah, the ending kind of let it down. It was a good episode, but uh, just the ending with the the meta crisis was kind of a let down, and he's not really done anything else with it, as we've seen with the, the, the other two episodes. So, yeah, I can't think of anything else to be honest. Yeah. As we pointed out, and when we were uh, initially doing the the podcast for for the review and that like what's got there was uh for, like it was a strong start for the start of the the um the specials wasn't it so um but i think that's probably the biggest highlight <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah so shall we move on to wild blue yonder then um, yeah i yeah. shall go to mike first Good and bad points, my man. Oh God, it's too many to list off. Um, well, this is what we're doing. This is what we're here for. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just so I just didn't like. There were certain aspects of it I didn't like. It was I didn't like. Didn't like the fact that they they're on about the bloody flux and everything else. Like I just didn't think that was very unnecessary. It was just. It didn't need to be. It didn't add to the scene. It didn't. It didn't really do anything for the scene. It was just they adding dialogue into into it. You know what I mean? Um, uh, don't get me wrong. The, the, the special effects was pretty cool uh, in that, but then again, it was just silliness. You know what I mean? It's like um, it was like like initially, you just thought, right? How am I going to write this episode? Like, you know, and then you just put oh. They stretch out, my arms are too long, blah, 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 all the rest. I'm just like, right, okay. Like, move on. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, I just, I don't know. Um, I thought, uh, like, the good points are, like, the, it was it was good acting and everything else. Like, I, I think in doing that episode probably would have been hard because, obviously, you would have had your stand-ins and things like that to do the scene, but then with, with the close-ups, you would have to be 
the doctor and then you have to be the clone sort of thing for the close-ups you know what i mean so i think that was quite well done um as well i think the whole highlight for the entire episode was the fact that wilf was in it at the end and i think that was the best thing about that episode as well um and yeah it was just a bit most of that episode was a bit hokey wilf top notch honestly i like i had tears in my eyes when i saw him and his reaction when he saw the doctor absolutely brilliant like what came to mind was like a little schoolboy for the first time seeing his hero and it's just especially when he covers his mouth going like this and he was like it was such a great interaction between wilf and the doctor and that just for me it saved the episode um for myself just seeing that interaction even if it was only for like what two minutes but it was worth it yeah okay uh caroline we'll come to you next Okay, so I didn't mind Wild Blue Yonder actually. The the clones reminded me of the you know, the doppelgangers in Matt Smith's. Did Matt Smith ah, when they cloned Amy in that? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. They had the clones, um... yeah. So that kind of reminded me of that a bit. I think, but I quite liked the the idea that obviously as. David was trying to work out what had happened. They were catching up and they were the thoughts were so it's like trying not to do it, but at the same time, it's got to be quite hard. The idea behind that is that what you're thinking, they're starting to think as well. As you're thinking the ideas, they're getting it. So it's like he's trying to work away work the way around. It's quite a hard concept, that one. It's like how do you get to the solution? Without giving it away to the enemy that's that can think the same as you, exact same thoughts. I quite liked that. And I thought the clones were a bit creepy as well. I kind of like all the creepy stuff, to be honest. I, I like a scare out of Doctor Who. <laughs> that's what I'm looking for in it. It's something to make me jump or give me a fright. What did you make it? Sorry, I just I just a quick thing for you. What did you make of the teeth that they came on with? Oh, the teeth are weird. <laughs> it's suddenly sprouting like vampire teeth. Did you just think that, like, what's called? They just gave them the teeth just to make them look a bit more menacing, you know? They've, have they not appeared in another one, though? Those yeah, it's vampires of Venus. That's it, yeah. Uh... Same effect, bringing them out again. <laughs> No, yeah. but yeah, like you say, Wilf at the end was brilliant, yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, Tom? To be honest with Wild Blue Yonder, I did not like the clones or the doppelgangers or whatever they were meant to be. I mean, fair enough, it kind of put a bit of urgency into the, the episode, but they just... Especially when they like they grew larger and larger, they just ended up looking ridiculous, in my opinion. And they kind of looked like um, the Titans from Attack on Titan when they were stuck in the tunnel and that. So oh, I wanted to about that, yeah. Yeah, like I said, like I said when we originally reviewed Wild Blue Yonder. But having said that, some of the interactions that the the Doctor had we. Donna's doppelganger and Donna had with the doctor's 
doppelganger, they were good interactions and they were emotional ones before the big reveal that they were the doppelgangers. So they were, and there was quite a bit of emotion in it as well, which I think is good. But like uh, Mike and Carolina said, the saving grace of that episode was the immortalisation of Wilf. The last ever scene that he filmed as that character and it's just, it's there. So isn't that, in a way, his legacy there, right there? So isn't, I think that it's, like you said as well when we reviewed, I think they should have filmed something like that and then left it for like the final like the um the giggle, like the end of the giggle, and just had him there like the sixtieth uh, celebration is ended and this is our homage homage to him. But putting Wild Blue Yonder, it was still really good and that's what made the episode for me. Okay, cool. Uh for me uh I thought it was a good concept, the the aliens that copy you. And um, but I just kind of felt it was kind of poorly done in some aspects. Like I do agree with Tom that when they did get really, really big, and they got stuck to the kind of turned into kind of like a comedy moment, and I kind of lost all kind of uh respect for them, especially when they had the really long arms and stuff like that. That kind of came a bit silly as well. Um, they kind of they didn't become they kind of became a bit more threatening towards the end. Um when the doctor says they've got to try and stop thinking because the faster they think, the easier it is for them to copy you. That kind of became a bit better. Uh, but by that point, we're nearly the end of the episode. So, you know, um, there were some good moments when they were trying to figure out who the doppelganger was, when they were kind of talking about, uh, when Donald's talking about her family and the other doctor's like, oh, I'll take off my tie, takes it off, throws it on the floor. And eventually she's like, well, where's your tie? And he realises, like, oh, like it has disappeared, and I think that was really good to show that Donna could figure out like who the the doppelganger <laughs> is, but then the Doctor can't because you know he gets sucked in. Um, but they were good acting. It's good acting between uh, David Tennant and Catherine Tate, and I think they did really well acting with um, the stand-ins and shooting around that was pretty good. Uh, but it was all right, average episode for Doctor Who, but. I think the definitely standout was Wilf coming in at the end and seeing him. I thought that was brilliant. I think the relationship with Wilf and the Doctor was really well done, especially out through throughout season four and David Tennant's the end of time. I think that was brilliant, well done. There's been a lot of controversy about Isaac Newton not being cast by as as a white guy, um, but as like a half Indian guy. Uh, what do you think? Because there's quite a lot of uproar on Twitter and stuff like that. So, what are your thoughts on that? Do I honestly could not give a flying monkey knuckle. Because to be honest, <laughs> just because just because he's not the right speed does not mean he's not able to act the part. So it's not. It's a fucking sci-fi show for Christ's sake. Who's going to give a shit if he was purple? Well, here's here's here, here, like I had a, th- a thought on this as well, right? So here, here's the here's the thing, right? As you say, it's a sci-fi show, right? 
It's meant to push boundaries, all the rest of it, right? It'd be a different case if it was a film based on Isaac Newton's uh, Isaac Newton's life. It'd be a different case then, whereas this is Doctor Who, like he could be, he could be anyone, you know. What I mean, like I, I, it doesn't really matter, you know. What I mean, as long as the acting is there and everything else, you know what I mean. But if it's an actual bit like film or adaptation, like an adaption for Isaac Newton's life, then it'd be a different case. And then, like you know, but even then, it'll still be a bit controversial. But it's just, I think, because it's just Doctor Who, I think it's just let it go. It doesn't really matter. Mm. Like I did a a, a terrific job, but yet again, there's an actor's, um, there's an actor that. Trying to make it and it's getting overshadowed just because it's skin color. It's ridiculous, in my point of view. But I don't but care. Then, if it was like if we had an episode going back and seeing um, sort of Malcolm X and we had a white guy play him, would you be happy with that, Doctor Who? Or only because it's it's a black guy that is getting cast? You know, just because like yeah, Malcolm X is a black guy, but you got a white guy playing him, you think that's wrong? The other way around. Oh no, because Isaac Newton wasn't uh, fighting for um, what's called black rights and things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but... whereas Isaac Newton just discovered gravity. Uh, well, not just discovered gravity. You know what I mean? Gravity. Like, yeah, it's gravity yeah, now. Yeah, gravity. Yeah, gravity. We can't have gravity anymore. It's gravity. It's gravity. Sorry, but I think I think that's seems... completely different because then. But it works what's... both ways, Mike. Huh? But you said it doesn't matter, so it can work both ways. I mean, it does. It does. It doesn't matter. But then, it, it's it's a weird thing. I think it's down to everyone's own personal opinion. So it, it's down to whatever way somebody takes it, and there's always <laughs> going to be always going to be that brigade of people that are like, "Oh my god, that is so offensive. He wasn't white." Yeah. So then we can have white people playing Indian people then. If that's what if that what the person is cast in as, yeah, but then that would be seen as racist, is what I'm saying. But I mean, I suppose yeah, technically you're right. But that that opens a whole whole new kind of worms. Yeah, well, it's basically what I was saying last time. It's not sexist if it's about a man, and it's not racist if it's about a white person. Okay. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I mean, yeah, that, that that is actually a fair point, yes. I mean, I'll have to give you that. Okay, Caroline, what do you think? You've been quite silent on this. <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting involved in that. I'd say I'm not opening Pandora's box at this time of night. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think we should leave it there because Mike's got to go on one of his famous three-hour rants. Yeah, we don't have three hours, mate, right? <laughs> Okay, so should we move on to the giggle one? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Right. Um, who should we go for first this time? Uh, Caroline, you can go first this time. Okay, so as I told you, like I had no knowledge of, I've not seen any of the old stuff, so the toy maker was completely new to me. So, but I thought Neil Patrick Harris portrayed him. It just worked. As an actor, he was, for me, brilliant. It reminded me of John Sims' master. You know, just that borderline crazy. 
Mm. Like you can still pull it back and still be rational, logical, but then he's just just under the surface. It's just there. And when he was dancing in the streets and in the, in the amongst all that chaos in his top hat and tails, that that was just brilliant. But I kind of felt like see when they like locked him away in the box at the end. I kind of felt like it was a bit for this amazing creature who was supposed to be like out with this universe to just be folded up and put in a box. I kind of felt like they could have done more with it. Yeah. What I do you want to know is who picked up the gold tooth at the end. Because the gold tooth was supposed to have contained the master. <laughs> oh, gosh. Cassandra. I remember you said this in the last episode. Yeah, she's become 3D. Yeah. yeah. It's before she got flattened. <laughs> before she became a bitch, she can't believe it. Oh, I tell you what, if it does turn out to be Cassandra, I'm going to bust a gut laughing. My <laughs> All right, fine. It's the face of Bo. Oh, God. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I mean, uh, you never know. Could be the face of Bo. So, Carly, what did you think of the uh, by regeneration? I'm not sure about it, to be honest. I don't know how I feel about that. Because it feels like... Like you say it's never it was never done before, and now you've got the two existing coexisting, and David's just having this nice like pretty home life now. The does. it kind of feels like they've just done it as a way to keep him there. They can bring him back again in, in the future if they want to. Yeah, they kind of just sure. retired them. So he yeah, can surely. Yeah, exactly. Because surely they're not just gonna probably get another 10 days, 10 years down the line, here comes David Tennant as a doctor again, because he's just been chilling at Donna's for the last 10 years. Thing, thing is, thing is, though, like, you can always, <laughs> like, without doing, actually, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll wait until it's my turn, sorry. Yeah, right, we'll get into everyone else, and we'll probably come back round to bi-regeneration, because that's quite a big topic. Um, so, um, We'll go to Tom. What do you think of the giggle? Because uh, Mike's already kind of really talked a lot about the giggle. So, what do you think, Tom? All I can see is ceiling, mate. Tom? Hello? Is it me you're looking for? <laughs> Tom? Hello from the other side! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Hello? <laughs> anyway, we've got the mic. <laughs> Tom's gone. <laughs> Mike, what Sorry, do you think? Just give me two minutes, just sorting something out. Jesus. That beer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel uh, like a baby just being put to sleep. And Tom's like, hi, how you doing? <laughs> Mike, Mike, what do you think? Oh, back to Tom. Um, Good and bad points, my man. I, I liked Neil Patrick Harris as the toy maker. I thought it made a lot of sense uh, in a way. I liked the little clip, like the, the little clip that is, they're showing you from the 60s, uh, the toy maker. I liked the fact that as you saw the toy maker from the 60s smile, you saw Neil Patrick Harris have that exact smile, and I thought that blended really well, and I thought that was really good. On like for that scene, and I thought that was brilliant. Um, I had, I loved the accent that he had and everything else uh, for that character. Um, and 
I loved. Um, like probably not a lot of people probably thought this, but myself, his little his little dance routine and unit uh, to Spice Girls, which I found absolutely hilarious. Um, but then again, it shows how insane this guy is and how like the height of his power like how powerful is this guy you know what i mean like you can turn a bunch of guards into balloons and kill them just like that you know what i mean and, like guards are shooting at him rose petals come out you know what i mean and it's just i, I thought it was a great way of showing how powerful this this the uh, toy maker is and especially it shows uh to the younger audience and the audience that haven't watched uh, the classic era as well, like the, that classic ep uh, episode with the toy maker, uh, and that, and it's, I thought it was a good represent representation for that character. I thought it was really well done. Um, just um, what else? I like the like. I liked um what else? Just trying to think. There was quite a few, but I liked the fact that, uh, the interaction between uh the doctor and Mel as well. I thought that was really good. Uh and I think that was dealt with quite quite uh nicely actually, to be fair. The interactions between them um as well. And the bad point, this would probably be unanimous again, the by regeneration, what's we call it? You know, I just thought, eh, really? Why? My my fear is that it's going to overshadow Shooty's doctor or people's just not going to think of him as the real doctor or whatever, you know what I mean? And it's going to take that away from Shooty. Because uh, I'm really, honestly, looking forward to this guy. Um, see, like, from what I've seen, I can't, I can't fault him. Uh, I think the energy was there. Uh when he was like during the scenes that he was in, I thought the energy was there. He done a cracking job there. I cannot wait for future episodes to see him in action. Um, but I just, I just have an issue with that. Um, obviously, the whole bio regeneration thing, and I think that's pretty unanimous. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, Tom, are you back with us then? I am back. Right, your thoughts on the giggle, my man? I, I, I actually really liked the episode. Like uh, Caroline said, uh, MPH was amazing as the toy toy maker. So was, I think the the part suited him really well, and he's kind of his the the way that he portrayed him like, with a really unhinged insanity, but the also like the serenity of calmness that he did it with was amazing so it was like you could he is what a Doctor Who villain should be like like the the master and all like the, the impending threat that can be there one minute but then completely silent and calm the next I didn't like when they were in, uh, at, on the helicopter pad uh, at unit the unit tower when uh, the toy maker fires the laser at uh, the doctor, and the doctor just kind of bends back a little bit while the laser's going right through him, and doesn't exactly leave any mark. 
I hope, but what can I say? It was the way they showed off. Like you said before as well, uh, the the doctors, not the doctors, the toy makers' powers, basically. Like turning the bullets to rose petals and the guards into balls and just all that kind of stuff. And the dance number, I mean, it's iconic, it's Spice Girls. But again as well, that by regeneration, I didn't understand it. Just the fact that he had Donna and Mel holding on either side of him and he was about to regenerate. They didn't want him to regenerate on his own. And he just went, wait a minute. It's different. You just have to pull. I didn't like that. So I didn't. Yeah. And also the the last game that they have to play was basically catch. I just I just thought of fetch. Like they're all dogs. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, at one point, I thought they were going to start playing piggy in the middle. Hmm. Yeah. Um. I yeah. Like, for me, have, like, when did Unit move into Stark Towers? By the way. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't I know. Think it was up, up for rent. Everybody's trying. The last building just like ex- exploded uh, everywhere. So how the hell they afforded that, I have no idea. But yeah, they've got Avengers Tower now. So hey ho. Taxpayer money, mate. Mm. Aye. So yeah, for me, the episode was all right until about <coughs> 40 minutes in and it kind of fell off a cliff. Um, I do like Neil Patrick Harris as the <laughs> toy maker. I think he's brilliant casting. Did remind me of the master, um, yeah. Some of the games were kind of crap. Um, splitting the cards, I was like, right, okay. And then I, f- I was hoping that the, the last game was going to be really good, something really like fantastic. Because the in the original, the toy like the toy maker does quite a lot of different games, um, but then just throwing a ball and catching it and. Whoever drops it, you know, loses. And like that's how he's defeated. He, he dropped the ball. Um, right? You didn't outwit him or anything like that. You didn't use your brain. No. Right? Okay. Um, and then obviously the doctor gets shot and with a laser that destroyed the satellite but won't destroy the building. It just smashes some glass and doesn't even destroy like the, the helipad when it yep. shoots the ground and stuff like that. It was a bit crap. Maybe there's um, different settings on the laser. Hmm? Maybe there's different settings on the laser. Well, they could explain that, couldn't you? Well, well, <laughs> so they've got satellite, glass, and Time Lord. Yeah. Or is it, or, or is it Time Lord regeneration? It's like putting a <laughs> yeah. microwave and buzzing it round. <laughs> Defrost mode, uh-huh. mode, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, so yeah, we get by generation, which makes no bloody sense whatsoever. Um, we've got the old white doctor who can now retire and sit on his backside. Um, while the new, you know, goes to Mars, yeah, yeah, and then we've got the new fantastic doctor going off free of all the the baggage, uh, to go on to new adventures, and it just makes no sense because now. And obviously, I don't know if you know, Russell Davis has said that this 
um, affects all the other previous regenerations back in time as well, so that all the other Doctors are still alive. So now that the 10th Doctor saves Wilf, uh, sacrifices his life, he goes back to his TARDIS after seeing everyone, he regenerates, by regenerates into the 11th Doctor and then goes on his merry way, uh, all fine and dandy, and doesn't learn anything. So all the but, previous sacrifices that the Doctor had made are all bloody useless now because they're all fine. But the the thing that I don't understand is, right, is fair enough, he wants to add to it, that's fine, add to it if you want, but even in that episode they say it's a myth and it's never happened before. Yeah. But now RTD is saying... Oh no! All it's it's happened before. It has, and you have to believe me because it's my choice. I wrote this. It's kind of like he's trying to just go. Well, I've got it back now. <laughs> it's like it's like the kid that takes his ball ball when he goes home after playing football. Well, see, here here's the here's the thing as well, right? Is right. Okay, fine. By regeneration, okay. But why does it have to affect the entire time? Like all the previous regenerations. You know what yeah. I mean? Why does, it have to, why does it have to affect any of them? Like, if it just affects this one, okay, fine. Like, that's fine. Like, he can have his own adventures, but then again, are they going to have David Tennant's Doctor go off and do his own adventures and then shoot Yigatwa? So you're going to have two different Doctors going off doing adventures or whatever. You know what I mean? Is David Tennant's Doctor, is he still able to regenerate? You know? Like, these sort of questions are in my head. No, he's not able to regenerate. I don't know. It's not uh, answered. But if he does regenerate, does he regenerate into Shooty Gatwa? Does he rege- regenerate into a new guy? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Does he buy regenerate as well? And then we just keep splitting off into more doctors. Yeah, then, then if you think about it, right? If every doctor and every doctor's by regeneration by regenerates, eventually you're going to have a universe filled with the one fucking doctor. Billions of TARDISes, and they're all going to be smashing into each other. Yeah. The Doctor first, everybody. The do- also, I, I don't know. It's just a bit. It's a bit hokey for me. Like it's just like what the hell? Like you know, like the thing is when shooting uh, regenerates, <laughs> is it going to happen again? Is it going to split off? And go the wrong. Oh, oh God! Please don't tell me he's got to try regenerate. I don't know. Anyway, I'm looking forward to the seventieth anniversary with the five doctors, and they're all played by David Tennant. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for that. Well, see, here's yeah. the thing. I just thought thought of it before, and I, I'm just going to go back. Uh, back, and I was thinking this when was it last night. You know how like everybody keeps moaning about the final game, right? And bear with me on this one, right? What if the final game, right, was snakes and ladders, right? So obviously you go into the toy makers sort of world or whatever, right? You have to go like I can see your face, Stephen. Shut up. All right. <laughs> Are you basically saying, Mike, right? That what if it was snakes and ladders? But it was in the toy maker's dimension, and the doctor and the toy maker were the pieces, and they actually had to climb up the ladders and get eaten by yeah. snakes and come out the snake's arse. Yeah, 
pretty much like you know something something like that like they would have made it a bit more cooler than that and what I'm suggesting but something like that would have been better than what we actually got you know what I mean something like that I think anything would have been better than what we got for the games to be honest Um, but I I just think the Bible generation just kind of sucks because it kind of takes away from Shooty Gatwa as the doctor because now you've got still David Tennant over there and people that love David Tennant would be like why can't we just have David Tennant still? I want to see David Tennant. You know, I love David Tennant. I mean, I love David Tennant as well. But you know, there's a there's a point where you've got to say, right, let's let, let's move on now. Let's like leave him be. You know, um, <laughs> I was a bit dubious about him coming back anyway because I thought his ending was brilliant in the end of time, mm-hmm. and I thought, why mess with that? Yeah, but they did. And he came back, and yeah, okay. But okay, so <clears throat> any other thoughts on this by regeneration? Yeah. Who wants to go first? <laughs> That's my thought. Blech. Yeah, it, it just kind of takes away from the you know the impact it, and the. Of, it takes away uh, from the whole premise of regeneration. So it does. And like you said, there's even the impact, the the visual impact that it has, the fact that the daughter is changing and growing and the pass of time and just the way that the doctor has always been. Fair enough, move with the times. You've got to change it. But really it, my in my opinion, the only reason the doctor regenerated and changed is so that yeah another actor could take the place of the one before to keep it moving, to keep it fresh, to keep it and all that. But like you said there, the bioregeneration, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what Shooty can do with it, with a role. But then people are always going to be going, well, I mean, Tenant's doctor's still out there. Are we going to see him in the end? what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right there, Colin. I mean, are we going to get people are going to be wondering, are we going to get episodes with with the with the tenth tenth slash fourteenth Doctor? Are we going they to get already saw, they already mentioned in it that he'd been using the TARDIS and he took Donna's daughter Rose away for a a trip away and yeah, so it's not as if he's just sitting having tea parties. Yeah, and it's 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 just like it opens up it it's open opening up the Pandorica, so it is. It's just, it's not going to, people are not going to stop questioning, is there going to be another Tenant's Doctor series? Or unless he's trying to set up a spin-off series with a ten, with Tenant's Doctor. I mean, it's just all them questions that you kind of have. And a lot of people, I think, are going to have about it. See, I'm, I'm, I'm still thinking a bit about the fact that David Tennant agreed to, like, this. Like... Have him back by all means, but surely, like even with David Tennant thinking, he's a massive fan. He's been a massive fan since he was a kid. You know what I mean? Like Peter yeah. Davis, his doctor and everything else. But surely, he could, he could, he could, because he's got a bit of pull because he's um, Russell T Davis's doctor essentially. You know, he's everybody's favorite doctor, and surely he could have had that conversation with Russell and gone, "This doesn't make sense. Why are you doing this sort of thing? Let's just." keep it the way it is, you know what I mean? I'm just 
baffled to why David Tennant just didn't have like, at least have that conversation with him, or maybe he did. I don't know, but it's just it's just hard to believe that he would just let this happen and just go along with it because it's just stupid. Yeah, well, the the leaks were true. Um, the leaks have been out for like uh, since the beginning of this year, I think. So, so I've seen all the leaks anyway about this, and I thought that can't be true, really, seriously. And yes, it was. Um, I didn't give you the leaks though. I did say that I have them, and mm. you you guys said probably best not to send them to you. So I was like, fine. Yeah. Um, to be fair, I'm glad. I'm glad I said that to be fair because. And all honestly, if I had seen that hanging about, but no, I'm not watching it. <laughs> Probably been a fuck it. Nope. <laughs> yeah, well, we've got your genuine reactions though, so I think that's a good thing. So yeah. So do you want to kind of rate them like like from best to worst in the specials, and then I think we'll move on to the 14th Doctor review very quickly. Uh, he's not dead though, so he's still out there. So I don't think we should take too long on that, and then we can get to this quiz with uh, Mike. So who wants to go first and rating them from, like... I can go first, to be honest, if anyone yeah, wants to. Yeah, you go yeah, first. Go, You're already talking. Right, okay. Uh, for me, I think Star Beast is probably the best. It's got the least controversial ending. Uh, then it probably have to be the giggle, because I did enjoy Neil Patrick Harris. Um... Yeah, the ending did suck quite massively. Uh, but I just did, I didn't have a good time with Wild Blue Yonder that much. It was an alright concept, but I just don't feel like it was 60th worthy. And there wasn't much, you know... Like, I had to... Like, after last night, when me and Mike were discussing the giggle, I had to go back and re-watch The Day of the Doctor just to remind myself why I actually like this show. Um, <laughs> and it, it really did perk me up a little bit. And I did remember like why the 50th was so good. Uh, and this kind of doesn't feel like a celebration at all. It's basically just a celebration of um, David Tennant and Russell T. Davis uh, kind of fine wine can each other. They're circle jerking. God. Yeah. Uh, uh, who wants to go next? Oh, go on, I'll go next. Um, again, you know, for me, it would have been the giggle as the best because I love Neil Patrick Harris as the toy maker. The ending, yes, it's shit, but it was better because at the bottom it has to be Wild Blue Yonder, and then a uh, Star Beast second. Okay, cool. Uh, Caroline, do you want to go ahead? Yes, so best for me would be the giggle. Like you say, the ending was, wasn't great, but the acting throughout kind of made it and the casting choices and things like that. And then I'm going to controversial put Wild Blue Yonder in the middle. Ooh. Yeah, I know. But to me, it just felt like a, it just felt like a standard episode, not a special, but just like a standard episode. Whereas Wild Beast kind of felt like the actual meep and everything kind of felt a bit filler. And the meta crisis that had been such a massive deal with with David and Donna's, their time on the show. It kind of really just kind of fucked that bit up at the end. It was like, yeah, just let it go. 
like really spoiled that whole thing that has been such a massive deal and oh my gosh she's going to die if she remembers and then it's just like hey it dilutes down one person one generation and off it pops it kind of ruined that whole time for me <clears throat> because if, if I, I was saying I didn't, it was probably before you came on Tom but if that's all it took was to dilute it one generation and it could just disappear into the ether then why wasn't there a way around it when Donna had it just herself? Yeah, I think I think we kind of questioned that as well when we originally reviewed the Star Beast. Yeah, it really like, just spoiled that whole thing for me. Yeah, they, they just went full frozen. <laughs> yeah. <So they> did... <laughs> well, the thing is, don't we say as well, though, that obviously, like at this point, Donna didn't have a daughter or anything, and it had to be passed down to her daughter, and obviously she wasn't pregnant, she wasn't with anyone or anything like that, so that aspect of it, okay, I like, I kind of uh, believed, but it's just a whole thing of going I let it go, let it go, or however the song goes, but you know. Yeah, um, the, the passing it down through the generation made complete sense, that was yeah. the right choice, I think. Mm. But yeah, just sort of <laughs> flying it out your hands was... But, but, but then Sorry, Mike. Sorry. <laughs> I was just going to quickly say what might have made sense as well was uh, did, I, did I say this when we initially reviewed Star Beast? Might, might have, but what I was saying was like, um, what's called releasing it into the, a fob watch or something. I think somebody mentioned that at some point, like, or I don't know if I imagined it, but using the like the bomb watch and things like that, the thing that um, the tenth doctor put in his head to turn himself human, that probably would have been a better ending for it, and um, and get gets contained into a fob watch or whatever, and then if like it could have been released on a on a different uh, episode if the doctor needed another regeneration or whatever, you know, so that would have been quite good to see. Yeah. Oh, Stephen, have you have you showed Mike your fob watch? No, not yet. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, a bit of context here. Um, Tom was over on Sunday, and he cooked uh, me and the Mel and the kids some uh, some Chinese, and he obviously gave me my birthday present early, because uh, he wanted to see me open it, and it's a, it's a Doctor Who fob watch. Oh, nice one. Nice one. Uh, hey. Um, I'm quite pleased with that. <laughs> so yeah, I'll I'll need to send you a photo of it. Um, it probably won't be tonight. It'll probably be tomorrow at some point. But um, also some good news: the car has arrived. I've got a new car. Hey. <laughs> it arrived tonight when like uh like half seven eight o'clock. With the oh, kids good. So we've got a new car now. So way hey, woo. Yay. <laughs> uh, so Mike, do you want to talk us through? Your top, your three, what's the best and what's worst? Right, okay. Um, I'm going to go with The Giggle as my top one. Uh, I thought the performances in it were really good. Uh, I'm only basing this off the fact that Shoot You Get Was performance was top notch and Neil Patrick Harris as well. His, those two performances there, like, every, like, Whenever they were doing a scene or whatever, I was glued to the telly. I was like, oh, my days, this is phenomenal. I, I was loving it. 
thing that kind of spoiled it for me though was obviously the by generation, but we've already covered that. My second one would probably be um Star Beast. Um as well. Um which I'm actually quite heartbroken about because obviously wealth is in the well blue yonder, but and I'm putting that at the bottom. But you know, I'm kind of heartbroken about it, but it has to be done because, like, I can't, as you guys said when we reviewed the episode, I can't just base it off of that. <laughs> Even though <laughs> I had just gone, it was quite, that was quite funny. Um, uh, anyway, so yeah, so, and Well Blue Yonder is my bot. So, fair enough. on the 14th Doctor and um, how do we think he, he differs from the 10th Doctor? Because he's, he's obviously a bit more open with his emotions. Yeah, he's, he's a bit more in touch with his feelings which I, th- I think was quite good. Um, he, was, he was a lot more into the huggy-huggy sort of things as well which I've noticed, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, as I, like, I was quite interested to see how how the fourteenth Doctor differed from the tenth Doctor, and I wasn't too disappointed uh, with how it turned out. You know, what I mean, the performance that David Tennant had, you know, he 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 always he always brought in a good energy. Uh, the role was made for him, basically, well, literally. But you know, what I mean, um, he was born to play the Doctor, wasn't he? So. You know, um, and he's always whenever he's on screen, he's always had top-notch um, performances. Yeah, yeah, Caroline. Yeah, I think with the fourteenth, he's obviously very traumatized. Um, I mean, you think back to when when David first appeared as the Doctor, he's light-hearted, energetic, happy-going, happy-go-lucky chap, and then, I mean, as mentioned in the giggle when the toy maker was doing his wee puppet show. Yeah, Amy, Clara, Bill, Flux, and he's he's been through a lot since he was the tenth, and he is clearly very traumatized by it all. And I think that's what, obviously, that was the whole point when Shooty came out and said that this was his time; he needed to stop, and he just couldn't go on anymore because he was a lot more emotional, and you could see it. It was always just there. And it was heartbreaking to see. So I think David's always, I mean, as an actor, he's a brilliant actor and he plays the part amazingly. And the emotion he put into it, when you compare it to how he was at his start, the 10th, 
it's a lot. It's a lot of emotion. And he is clearly suffering from everything that's happened in that time frame since. Yeah. Tom? Uh, I mean, I'm going to echo what Mike and Caroline have said. It was more emotional, more stoic as well in some uh, scenes and some cases as well. Definitely more of a damaged but damaged doctor and when you when you kind of first see him he's going to figure out where he, what his place is now because he's come back to the like you said he's came back to the feast and he doesn't know why but the again as Carolyn said the trauma of uh, Bill Clara Amy and Rory uh, Nardole as well they got decapitated in that robot but that, that's future episode it, it's a lot that from 10th to 14 has has had to go through and I think it's just the fact that it's just caught up and it's just that like seething underneath under the, the surface and it didn't really plays that broken, damaged, emotional character well. Because like in um, I don't know if you've seen a Good Omen Good Omens with Michael Sheen. Amazing yeah. show again. Tennant is amazing at that very not repressed but just something something that's bubbling under the surface acting. There is that I think he's he's brought into the doctor as well. And I think it's it, for me, the tenth was amazing, so full of hope and energy. But the fourteenth is also amazing because of the the emotion and the damage and just the getting to the point where you can see that he's questioning why he's doing it. If you get what I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought I could have frozen there, lost connection. And just when you see that damaged as well, it's just it makes me think back to the war doctor as well. And yeah. how emotional and damaged he was as a doctor from the choices he had to make. I mean, to the point where they kind of all just kind of locked him away in a wee box. That memory was gone. They didn't acknowledge that doctor that period of time. I think that's just a way of um, protecting himself as well, wasn't he, from the horrors that he's had to because yeah. they even said like like they kept saying oh he wasn't the proper doctor but he, he was the doctor but he wasn't you know what I mean it was like sort of they was trying to tell himself that wasn't me that's not the doctor the doctor helps people mm. he people you know he saves people's lives and things like that um and then obviously what's called the War Doctor essentially redeems himself, like essentially, and but um, I think as well. I think what what would have been really good, right? And I just sprung to mind that sprung to mind there, sprung to mind, should say, not sprung to mind. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> um, I think what would have been really good episodes for the sixty specials if there was some sort of. Thing for 
the Doctor to bring back Gallifrey. Because they keep, they, they, there's been times where they reference Gallifrey and like the curator says to the 11th and that, oh, uh, go find Gallifrey or whatever, or what, what, however that scene went. And it would have been really good to do something like a storyline along that way. And then, and what cut for like the doctor, like in one of the episodes, he, as he's finding it, he ends up messing up and brings the toy maker back and uh, everything else. He battles the toy maker, but then eventually he comes very close to getting Gallifrey back or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that would have been really great to see for a 60th special um, as well. Like, finally bringing back Gallifrey, because I think the show needs it now. I think it's gone on long enough to the point where they need to maybe bring Gallifrey back so they, you know, tell some fresh stories or something like that, you know what I mean? Strapped well, yeah, in the universe. No, they brought it back with Capaldi, because Capaldi was on Gallifrey. Yeah. They did it with Smith as well, didn't they not? Yeah, but they didn't did they lock it away again. Like... No, there was it. There was not at the end of the universe or something, the pocket universe or something. Yeah, um, the seat, Yeah, because he was in the confession dial. Capaldi was, uh, and he ended up in Gallifrey, didn't he? Yeah, uh, in the season nine. Um, but then they just destroyed it again in Whitaker Zero, um, and had them all turn into Cybermen. So yeah. it's all destroyed again. So. I don't I, know. I think, I don't did think... not reappear in Jodie's time as well. Yeah, it did because it was. There are in... scenes between her and the master on Gallifrey. In season twelve, yeah, with the time with children, yeah, yeah, uh, and they had the time laws of Cybermen. The uh, story. Yeah. Uh, so oh, yeah, story I've, I've completely blocked that out. That's how shit it was. Like I blocked I mean, out. Fuck that I think, shit. I think, I think Gallifrey has gone the same way as the master. It. It's been used a lot, and I think maybe staying away from it is the best idea, because... Well, I wish they would just to stop destroying it, for God's sake, and just uh, use some good stories on Gallifrey, because there is some good stories on Gallifrey in the classic show, um, but just basically in the new show, they just keep trying to get rid of it, and I don't think Russell's going to bring it back, because he was the one who got rid of it in the first place. So we'll have to wait and see for that, but... Um, where are we? So, how would you rate this doctor in terms of like, because all the other doctors, like, where would you place him? Like, from like, obviously, your best doctor would be at the top. Uh, the craft doctor at the bottom. So, where do you think? Well, obviously, in terms of, I don't know, 14 doctors, where do you think you would place the 14th doctor? Are we using our own rating system for this, or we're we just going to 1 to 10 for it? Uh, probably one to fourteen, I would imagine. Because it's one, well, one to four, all right, one to fourteen then. So um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like you love them with ten? I don't know. Because <laughs> technically, it's kind of the same, different. No, same face, just different. Well, slight differences, I suppose. Not mm. much. But slight differences, you know what I mean? So, like, I don't know. Um, the 14th wouldn't be my top one anyway. I wouldn't, it might be in my top 10, maybe. Like, 
Yeah, I would, the man who top, I would be in my top five, anyway. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's probably the top, in top ten. ten. I think he's maybe like number ten or nine or something yeah. like that. I don't yeah. think he'd be like in the top five. Um, but that's nothing against David Ten. Um, no, I think no, no. Just probably higher up than the fourteenth, but I yeah. think that's just down to the stories and the writing and yeah, the amount of time you spend with them. I think so. Uh, Tom, yeah, definitely in the lower end of the top ten. <laughs> yeah, Caroline. Obviously, I haven't watched the old stuff, so I don't even well, know in there, terms of yeah. what's I've got nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, and fourteen. So six. Let's see. I'm the top probably... six. <laughs> Technically, you've seen the War Doctor as well, so that yeah. would be seven. Well, <laughs> seven then, five. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to go... I'm sure it's Right, okay, then that'll be... Fourth or fifth. Okay. Because I never really liked, like I say, I, I sort of powered through Peter Capaldi and Jodie Whittaker's just to keep up with it. I didn't take to them, really. I think Peter Capaldi's quite good. I think they've right and light them down, and then... 100%, yeah, that's actually brilliant. Yeah, Jodie Whittaker, eh. She had some good episodes and then, yeah. I, I kind of It was a shame out. for her. Yeah, it was a shame because I kind of, I watched a few episodes and then I bowed out quite quickly. Um, but I kept up to date with everything else was going on and then I kind of watched a couple <laughs> of episodes and then bowed out again. Uh, and then I watched her last episode. Um, but... And no, I'm not a massive fan of that of the show. I I, struck, I carried on through Capaldi and then I kind of gave up um, when Chippendale came in because the writing was just yeah. Jodie herself is a I've seen her in other stuff and she's great as an actress. Yeah, but yeah, the writing definitely let her down and the storylines. Yeah, yeah, but I it think, done so much more with her. I think with Chib Chibnall as well. I think he was trying to push the boundaries a bit. More, but then it's gone too far, and then by the looks of things, RTD's going to be doing the same, uh, he's going to be pushing it even more. So it's going to be interesting what the future of Doctor Who's going to look like because it might get so, so stupid that they'll be like the view, the viewership might go so low, they might go right, we'll cancel it again. You know, you never know, you know, you well, never know. It was pretty close to getting cancelled with Jodie. Because yeah. Jodie Whittaker's last episode when she regenerates, that was meant to fade to black. And that was, they were going to can it then. Uh, it's only because, obviously, the streaming services came in and Russell's come back that they've decided to carry on. Um, but they were thinking of canning it at that point. So we're pretty lucky we're getting this. And we need to see if this continues to get more viewers and stuff. Because uh, if it doesn't, then I think this could be our last chance at kind of saving the show. Because for like the last nearly ten years, basically after the fiftieth, it's kind of went slightly downhill. So, yeah. but can I ask Caroline a question? Yes, of course you can. Um, what's called? What? Who do you think the boss is from Star Wars? Okay. Like when the Meep mentioned? Yeah, you could. There's been because something been like that. Through, yeah, like obviously you've got the reference to the boss there, and then we. Like, like I said, who picks up the gold too? 
there's yeah. obviously something coming. But it's but like, the you don't... Coming back again. If it's, yeah, it's probably going to go to the Master again, isn't it? Well, the toy, the toy... Because even the Toy Makers turned around and said, what's got the... Uh, what's got that somebody else's game? He says something in that somebody else's game. The man who waits or something. The one who waits. Yeah. The but one that who waits. That could have been the master then because he had the master in his tooth. I don't he think that's the master else. though. He, I don't think he played a game with the master and he, he won and he made him a tooth and put him in his, his mouth. The the one the, the one who waits who's referring to is the one he would not play a game with. So it's not the master. Yeah, that's that's what I've just said. So we need yeah. to work out. We need yeah. to work out who the toy maker would never play a game against. Omega, Barcelona. Whereabouts it was because obviously if the toy makers from out with the universe. Then, and the meep was within the universe. How would the meep and the toy? Yeah, they could be separate things. Though. Yeah, true. They could be. Bring, they could be bringing back the villain from the flux again. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> because that's <laughs> um, I'm just I'm just thinking that that could be essentially what what might happen essentially yeah. I don't know but I still think like I, I don't know if I, I if I've mentioned this or what, whatever but I, like on I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast should say but um, I reckon that during the flux they should have just like if they're going to do this whole like thing with Doctor Who and that, then they should have just rebooted the the, 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 the universe and then Jodie Whittaker regenerates and then come up with some whole new stories but I don't know. It's just, um, I don't know. Uh, here's an interesting view. Do you think it would have been better if we didn't have David Tennant come back and it just started with Shooter Gatler for the 60th anniversary? Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. But I think I think they could brought back David Tennant because it would have brought the viewership back up, though the viewers back up because they needed to get the viewers up from when Jodie Jody was on. So. It's up slightly. Think how well the fiftieth did. The fiftieth was fantastic because that it was. they were probably trying to sort of re-emanate some of that success. Well, yeah, because that had I think about was it not like twelve million viewers like over like a week. Yeah, but that, the as well. that was at the height of the modern Doctor Who because, like, obviously, like, um, like you had David Tennant, which was at its highest, and then you had Matt Smith, which was still kind of up there as well. And then it came to the 50th, and like, everybody was still hooked at this point. And then obviously, it kind of just started coming down, uh, unfortunately, when. Capaldi took took over, which I still in my heart still loved. I thought the performances he gave was top notch, but stories let him down. But um, and then I kind of slowly dipped from there. Um, I think it went back up at one point and then came back down again. And then obviously, Chibnall came along and fucked the whole thing up. Well, here's another question, you know, with the fiftieth anniversary doing so well with that whole Three Doctor thing and all that, do you think that the 60th, if they had just made the one episode, but they had the toy maker and the Meep in that episode, and then played it out like that, and just made it like one like feature-length episode, do you think that would have done better than making the three episodes? Yeah. 
I reckon so. Like if if it was like an hour, like an hour, an hour and a half episode, I think that would have been enough for to celebrate the sixtieth. You could have, you could have essentially brought that out maybe on the actual anniversary itself or at the weekend whenever they wanted to release it, and it probably would have made more sense as well. Um, and like for that whole story to kind of play out, but you know. Um, yeah, yeah, I think they've kind of tried to bring David Tennant back, like to kind of get more viewers again, but it doesn't seem to have worked because the the first episode only got consolidated uh, after like a week, and they've only got like just over seven million viewers. So that's not as good as what David Tennant was getting back in like two thousand seven eight. Yeah, I mean. Like if you think about it, like Strictly Come Dancing and like um, I'm a Celeb got more bloody viewers on the night than the actual Doctor Who. Yeah, and I, like that's that's shocking. Like I mean, come on, you'd rather watch Strictly Come Dancing than you know I'm a Celeb. Well, technically, technically we had a Strictly scene in the giggle, so well, yeah, but yeah. I. Ugh. I don't know. It doesn't feel like a 60th anniversary special episodes no. for no. me. It, it kind of lets it down in that aspect. And it kind of, I think it's wrong that they're kind of showing it as that. Uh, but that's just my point of view. But yeah. Yeah, I think it would be nice to see maybe Matt Smith come back, Peter Capaldi as well. Maybe just get a couple of the doctors back. Um, as well, well and, and you know, yeah, because Peter Capaldi has said he's not coming back. Yeah. Um, he said he felt like his time is gone, which is fair enough. Well, not even for won't come back. Yeah. Like Chris, Chris Atkinson says he's never coming back unless he said very recently that if they get rid of, if they sack Russell T. Davis, uh, Jane Tranter, uh, Julie Gardner. And Bill Collinson, who he are watched... now all in control of the new Doctor Who. If you got rid of them, then he might come back. Yeah, you watched that interview on YouTube, didn't you? Yeah, I sent you the link. Yeah. Um, uh, he just said that very recently, like I think it was only a couple of weeks ago. I forgot, but, uh, but yeah, that's his. He's still pretty bitter about it, to be honest. So, cool. um, so we see. Do you think it obviously there wasn't many villains for this doctor? So obviously mm. out of like the meat, uh the the weird aliens that copy you and the the toy maker, uh who do you think is the best villain of this doctor? <laughs> this is not much to choose from. Me, Toy Maker. It was the best one out out of the lot. It was more entertaining. It was he probably got the most kills. Uh, <laughs> he was like, the performance was brilliant, you know what I mean? And it felt like a true Doctor Who villain. Yeah. Okay. Tom? He's gone again. All right, Caroline? <laughs> yeah, 100% toy maker as well. Cool. There was, there was uh, yeah. no, no competition, really, yeah. was it? It has to be the toy maker, like, come on. Like, uh... Yeah, the meat. Yeah, he's. Cute. I can't assume pronouns. Sorry, the meat. Um, yeah, was cute. Uh, brilliant change over to 
completely absolute cunt. You know, brilliant, well done. Uh, but yeah, the toy maker was brilliantly cast. It's the ending kind of let him down because he gets shoved into a box. Uh, yeah. Right, so now, so we just need to do Mike's quiz. Uh, hopefully Tom will be back soon. I'm here. Uh, Tom, Tom's back. Oh, Tom's back. Right, fantastic. Right. Uh, Tom. Yes. Best, best villain for this Doctor. There's not much to choose from, though, so. Obviously, the best villain is the toy maker. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, that's, I think that's a unanimous vote there. Yeah. Just not much to choose from. As we go further on, like, when we get to, like, the first Doctor and the ninth Doctor, like, reviews and stuff like that, and recaps and stuff, like, you know, there might be a bit more, you know, difference in our opinions, because we'll have more to choose from, but, yeah. Three episodes, there's not much to choose from, is there, really? So, right. You know what I've just noticed as well? Every single one of us are wearing glasses, so the Council of Glasses have spoken. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Right, Mike, it's your time. Uh, So, are you doing questions to each of us in turn? And how many questions is there? I'm going to each, I'm going to ask you five questions. Best of five, basically. Um, each of you is, I'll take it in terms of, say, your name. I'll say, that, like, obviously, the question, you answer it. And whoever gets the most answers right out of five wins. All right. And if we have a tie? That, I've got extra questions, don't you worry. So, all good. Right. Okay. All, right. what? So, just call me the quiz master. How long have you been wanting to say that? <laughs> oh, friggin' week, man. Jesus, right. Don't mind, ladies first. Carry on. Yeah, go on. Caroline. So, what is the name of Donna's daughter? Rose. Correct. Tom. Yep. What is the name of the arm bracelet? In the uh, the giggle. Oh, I've totally forgotten it. I want to see. No, after past that, I've totally forgotten that. Does anybody, does anybody else want to take this one for an extra point? Yeah. Is it? Caroline. Is it the Z deck? Yes, it is. Correct. Well done. That's two. So, Stephen. What colour was the toy maker's shop? Red. Okay. 
Don't wait look fucking hard for me just because I'm your brother, right? <laughs> uh, they're going exactly to make, make the what? They're going to be the most difficult for you, mate. Is that correct? It is correct, you're right, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Right, I've got one. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, Caroline, what does the 15th Doctor use to the TARDIS? I don't know the proper name for it, but it's like one of the massive hammers that you have on fairground rides. You know, when you hit the thing, the thing that goes up and down. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, lads? Let her have this one, or... Oh, is what is it? She doesn't know the name of it. No, it's a big hammer. Big hammer. Just like that. Fuck it out. Yeah, just like that. Mallet. Mallet, is that it? Yeah. It's a mallet. Yeah, that's the one. There you go. You, well, you've got it correct, so there you go. Okay, so, Tom, how long did Donna have to live? Ooh, she had. Fifty-five seconds. That's correct. Well done. Okay, Stephen. What was the toy maker's final words? Were <laughs> you stuck into the box? Was it not something like my legions are on their way or something like that? Yeah, maybe. I'll, I'll, to be fair, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you have that one. You got it pretty much right. Uh, it's, it's, you said, my legions are coming. So. All right. I don't need a word for word. <laughs> Brett dancers only. All right, Caroline. What year did the Doctor and Donna go to in the Wild Blue Yonder? Wait, wait. That, that's kind of a, a, an open question because was it the year right. that they met Isaac Newton or the year where they were on the spaceship? Right, the start, at the start. What year did they go to at the start of the Wild Blue Yonder? Mr. Technical. I'm just wanting to make sure. <laughs> oh, uh, 1666. That's the one. Correct, Amundo. Where did the Doctor land at the start of Star Beasts? At the start of Star Beast, not Beasts. He landed in Camden Market. That's the one. Correct, Amundo. Uh, <laughs> well, technically, landing in an alley just off the Camden Market. <laughs> all right. Exact coordinates and all that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Stephen. Um, what is the name of the scientific advisor? Uh, number 56. Julianne Bingham. Hey, hey. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right. And sorry about this one, Caroline. <laughs> okay. What color was the ball that the doctors and the toy maker were throwing around at the end, uh, near, like in the final game? The red and white. Yes, that's correct. Oh Christ. <laughs> Well done, Caroline. Thank you. Well done. What 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 are you looking at, Stephen? I'm trying to think of what the hell the ball was. Nah, fuck it. Right, carry on. <laughs> uh, 
Well, Caroline won that one, like, but... Um... Yeah, I was just playing along and I couldn't actually remember. So I'm glad I didn't have that. <laughs> if you want, we can see it's better out with you and Tom, because you and Tom, uh, you've got three and Tom's got two, so we can... I know, because okay. Caroline's way ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, all right, well, this is the last question. I want to see what how how well your uh, guy's power of perception is. What is on the lid of the Toymaker's box? Anybody can answer this one, by the way. Was it not like a clown or something? Nope. Oh, was, no. was it not? Was it not the Ether Speeds? That was what. That was something that was on it. On there, yeah. Was it a card oh, or something? Short? Eh? Was it like a card or something? Like a playing card? Well, Tom's on the on the right path. Or was it the diamond? Or was it like mm. a Joker or something? Nope. In the same way, a king. Hmm? Was it like a the King of Hearts or something? King of Spades? Tom's King of on, the, on the right path. He's got one. Ace of Spades. Ace of Diamonds. Ace of Hearts. Ace of Clubs. Ace of Do you want to weigh in here? Just for the extra point and the fact that you can go, hey, hey boys, I won. <laughs> no, I can't remember. It was the red heart, uh, like, so there's four sections. Uh, red, a red heart, a black spade, a black club, and a red diamond on top of the lid. No one's paying that much attention, Mike. <laughs> well, no that's why I wanted to see what you're like, see if, how good it what you weren't paying attention. <laughs> Obviously, you're not. I'm well, not. I'm not like like that, like watching that close up to it, mate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bye, carry on. <laughs> Didn't know what happened. Uh, anyway, oh, uh, well, I'm pretty much done. Caroline won, so unless you want to just see who wins between um, between you two, then that's it. <laughs> that's well, three. That that's like three and Tom had two, so you've started. So you might as well finish. Right, okay, cool. Um, right. That's what she said. Yep, exactly. Right, just to wrap, wrap this up then, right, so last, last question wins, yeah? Oh, Jesus, okay. right, whatever. Anybody, anybody can answer this one. What was the name of the puppet that John Logie Bear tried to put onto his, uh, mm. onto his uh, invention of the telly broadcast? It's not, it's not Stiggy Bell. Yeah. yeah. Sticky Bell. Yeah. Sticky Bell. Yeah. With Sticky Bells. Sticky Babbies. Sticky Sticky Babbies. <laughs> so, yeah. But Caroline won. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. You got the Golden Tardis. <laughs> I expect it in the post then. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, You'll yeah, about 10 years. <laughs> yeah, Mike's doing all the posting packaging. I'm doing out. I'm not doing anything like that. But no. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Oh. Okay. So, thanks for that. That was that was fun. 
<laughs> it was entertaining. Um, I am the monster. You're welcome and good night. Until he comes back in a ring. Right, any any final thoughts on the, the 60th anniversary specials? Mm, I've got none. No? Nope. Nope. Okay. No. Righty. So, thanks for all joining us um, and joining in this massive chat. It's good to have you all here. And mm-hmm. Caroline has joined us and she might join us in the future if, she, if we've not scared her off already. <laughs> <laughs> no, Would you come back? Not. But next you time you back? might have less editing work with the horrible cough in the background. <laughs> no, 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 we, we have Mike here. We've got plenty of editing work anyway. Yeah, <laughs> 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 It's a lot easier that you're all in one recording this time, actually. Like, you know, from for a wee while it's been one recording, so it's a lot easier editing than having the editing on both together. <laughs> uh, well, well, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, do, I don't think... Uh, Mel's got to be sick of the sound of our voices by the end of this one. Well, no, because like I edited the last night's already this morning, so that's already really set to go. So mm. this shouldn't really take me much longer. But anyway, the next episode obviously will be the Christmas special, the Church on Ruby Road, which is looks exciting. Um, yeah. any thoughts on the the new Sonic? Why did you like, ask that? Looks like a TV remote. It looks like the remote from Click. Yeah. Have, have, you, have you actually watched the video, though, explaining what, oh, what it all does in that? Nope, nope, I don't want to. It looks like it looks like the remote from Click. It's not a screwdriver. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the wording on it sounds all right, but it doesn't look like a sonic screwdriver. Mm. What do it's you a... think, Mike? You seem to love it. I do. I do. I, I, unlike you guys, like you old men, like can't change your ways, and that doesn't like change. <laughs> but no, no it's, like I did. I did question it, but then when I watched the video. It kind of made me feel a bit better about it. It's kind of more modernized and things like that. I'd be interested in what everything it can do. What kind of sprung to mind though was the fact that it looked like a communicator from Star Trek, and like which I thought. Mm, which kind of made me go backwards a little bit. <laughs> I'm quite interested to see how it how it pans out. Um, I wonder. I'm just going to wonder if Adam Sandler's going to get a hold of it. You know, for his back, like. No, you never know. Have you never seen the film? Like, yeah, I've watched it a billion times. It's brilliant. <laughs> All right. So, Tyler, what do you think? Never mind. Open to change. If it works, it works. Santa. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. And obviously, we've heard the 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 Goblin song from the Christmas special. Has everyone yeah. listened to that? Yeah. In the clip. That's it, hmm. I sent that over the chat. 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Caroline's seen it, though. No, I haven't. It's on Spotify now, so you can listen to it. And it's probably pretty easy to find on YouTube, I'd imagine. Okay, I'll give it a go. If not, I can send you the link. That would be easier, probably, yeah. To be fair, I found it quite catchy. You know what I mean? Like, I've listened to it a couple of times now, and it's kind of grown on me a bit more. But I know for a fact a lot of people out there are going to be, it's, why is it a musical? <laughs> So, that's right, what I well, said. That's what I, I said. <laughs> yeah, that's Tom. Um, so, like, you know, um, but well, I wasn't wanting to name and shame you, Tom. But okay, right. Like, that was all Tom. <laughs> I, will, literally, I will take that. I will uh, own that shit. You will die on that hill. I'm sure, there'll be, I'm sure there'll be some sort of explanation behind it. Um, I think it. Okay, I do agree. It's the song is pretty catchy. Um, the lyrics are pretty good. Um, as long as they don't keep doing it constantly, um, and they just do. I I think it's just the goblins, and I think okay. if they just do it like that, then fair enough. But um, I've seen quite a lot of people moaning in the trailer that um, Shooty Gat was dancing in a nightclub. Uh. Thoughts. I wasn't really bothered about it, but no. I just it kind of just showed that he was like a bit of a like a <coughs> fun type of guy. You know what I mean? He's like he's like the way I see it is as we've pointed that out. He's now kind of been he's not burdened down with with everything that's happened in the past and everything else. And it kind of shows that he's more lighthearted, he's more into fun and things like that. And over time, I'm sure there'll be other things that kind of like dampen them down, or what, what you know what I mean, like or whatever, um, to the point where like it might, you might have another, um, I don't know. Like I, th- I think it's uh, it's a good way of showing that he's kind of fun loving, and he's now a bit carefree now because he doesn't have all those other things uh, burdening him. So. Yeah, uh, it kind of makes him seem like a like a free spirit. And yeah. it's kind of like a reboot. So, but I am not bothered. I'm just quite interested to see where they go with uh, Ruby Sunday and that whole entire story. Um, there is some leaks that I have seen, which I will not um, say. But I'll see if they come true or not. Um, but I So we'll be reviewing that after Christmas. Um, due to availability, I think we're recording on the 20th. Eight. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh so I should be able to get that out by the thirtieth Saturday. That Saturday. Um all being well. So and then obviously in January we'll get back to the classic new who going back and forth again before yeah. we get to the new season with Shoot Again. Can, can I just ask as well? Um well like Caroline, have have you listened to the the first episode that we did on the on Earthly Child? No, I haven't done that one yet. Um, if you want to get into a classic, who then I'd I'd suggest like obviously, <laughs> like it might be a bit difficult just now because I don't know if it's still on ITBX. Is it on Earthly Child? Because you can't get it on BBC iPlayer. Yeah, um, I'll have a look. I've got ITBX on the telly, so I can have a look. Um, I think it's still on ITVX. Is it? 
But, um, but that's if you're wanting to have a look at like the hist like the history by looking at the classics and that. So um, yeah, that'd be good. Well, so yeah, thanks to um, someone who we shall not name. Um, it's not on BBC iPlayer, uh, and I don't know how long it's going to be on DVD for. So <laughs> we explain in the episode as well why we don't mention this person's name. So. I'm I'm trying to remember what episode it was that we talked about that, but... Wasn't that the Unearthed Child episode? Oh, no, it might have been the one after, actually. No, I'm sure it was the, the Daleks episode. Or was it Rose? Yeah. I'm trying to think which one came after that. I think it was what, Rose. what episode was it that I fell asleep? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you fell asleep and I had to edit that out, so no one actually heard that. <laughs> I'm saving that for bloopers. Yeah. And um, <laughs> You all right, Caroline? Yeah, he's dying in the corner here. He's dying in the background there. <coughs> yes. Um. Yeah, I think it was Rose because I think it was the one after we did the Unearthly Child. Yeah. Because I think the news broke not long afterwards. I think it's either that one or the Dalek one. I can't remember exactly, but it's still on. I've just checked and it's still on um, ITVX and Britbox. It's still there at the minute. Can, can, can I just say as well, like I've listened to past episodes as well, and I think we're actually getting getting our stride. Like we're getting better and better each. Obviously, we're going to get better and better each episode, but I think we're finding our stride as well a bit as well. Um, yeah. Like obviously, at the beginning of like most podcasts, like it takes a while to kind of find the rhythm sort of thing. I think we've building uh, building up quite good now. You know. Yeah, I think we're getting better, um, and things will always get better as you go along, and you learn um, what doesn't work, what works, and you know you make stupid errors and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I, so yeah. oh, perfect. oh, it does, it, it bloody does. Um, so oh, have you seen the trailer for the apparently the releasing the Celestial Toy Maker animation next year? Like, yeah, the classic. Uh, adventure, because that's basically mostly missing. There's only the it's a full part, and there's only episode four that's actually still there. Oh right! Um, but they've got the audio for all four because people back in the sixties actually sat and audio recorded the episodes. Uh, so you got the audio recordings, but I think they're animating them. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the trailer for that. No, uh, I've not. Yes. Uh, Mike, you have. Yeah. Mike has. I haven't. I haven't. Tom and Caroline hasn't. Right, Tom, uh, Mike, what do you think? What do you think, Mike? Um, I th- I think it'll be be quite good. Like, obviously, like back in the sixties and everything else, we got missing episodes and that. So it's quite good to see. It'll be quite good to see uh, missing episodes, even coming out and animated and everything else. Be a good way to because more and more people are getting into animated sort of series and that these days as well. So it'll build an even bigger fan base as well because a lot of people look at classic Who, and I know a lot of them are getting colorized, but I, th- I think a lot of them uh kind of get put off by the fact that it's black and white, even though mm. they are coming out in color. Um, but then obviously, if it's animated and that, they might be a bit more intrigued and actually. Like, cool. Oh, that might. 
Okay. Mike? That wasn't just me then. I thought I was on my hand. Yeah, yeah I, thought, I thought everyone just like stopped. <laughs> Mike? I'm here. Oh, right, he's back now. You're back? Well, to me, you guys had freaked out. Like, you guys had froze. No, it was you. <laughs> it was you. All right. <laughs> Did you hear what I was saying, though? Um, just repeat it. I think we got halfway through, and I think you stopped. Well, I was just, I was just saying, essentially, like uh, it's good that it's coming out with animated because I think a lot of, more and more people are getting into animated sort of series, and that I think people get put put off by um, what's called classic who because they see it as um, old and obviously black and white and things, and they might what. Uh, if they do more and more series like an animated form, then it'll be introduced to a whole new audience as well. So, and more and more people will be able to see the um, classic who as well. I know a lot of it gets is getting colorized as well, which might bring in those, uh, those sort of people that say, eh, it's black and white, but you know, still enjoyable to watch, you know. Well, yeah. Some of that well, yeah, it's kind of like new who there's a hit and miss. Quite, you know, it, it can't always be good, can it? No. Um, but so, Caroline, um, I don't know if you want to check out the classic Who. Like, are you all right watching the black and white Doctor Who? Black and white doesn't bother me. All right, fair enough. Um, so we haven't scared you off then. Are you happy no. to come back at some point? <laughs> I will come back at some point, yes. Yes. Okay, good. I can drag Rob next time as well. <laughs> I'll say I'll see if I can drag Rob next time as well. Yes, please bring Rob as well. Yeah, he was working tonight, so Yeah, fair enough. But I think it's good to have like a, a female, like like you know, a woman. Because <laughs> there's there's three guys constantly talking and you know it's sometimes quite good to have someone else that's uh, of the opposite sex, you know. It's a sausage fest half the time, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm glad I could help out with that and fix that problem. Well, then. well yeah, it, it, you're a friend. You you like Doctor Who, and I thought, yeah, let's get her in. <laughs> a female perspective pers- perspective as well is greatly appreciated as well because you like we'll just be rabbiting on, but you'll probably give us a better like. Um, oh, Tom's falling back asleep again. <laughs> no, don't, um, don't. That was hilarious, but I'm not repeating it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like especially uh, like on the like the, the specials as well, and you're like it's it's nice it's it's nice to hear that you had the same issues as we did, and we weren't being like people maybe saying that saying that we're being biased and that, but it's good to hear your perspective on it, you know. Yeah, I mean, because I was I was a bit worried because I was like I'm not I'm not really like I wouldn't say like a diehard fan or anything. Like there's a lot of the technical stuff I wouldn't know, or a lot of the the history I wouldn't know. But yeah, I just enjoy it for what it is, and I'll say it how I see it at the time. Yeah, sure. Because I obviously Tom hasn't watched a lot of classic Who either. He's just started um, with us uh, watching classic Who. Mike hasn't watched all of classic Who. I think out of all of us, I'm probably the one that's the most geekiest and watched all of it. Because uh, I don't have a life. <laughs> the thing, th- thing is, I watched up until like I think it was the Fifth Doctor and maybe some of the Sixth Doctor, and I've seen like bits and bobs of like the other, like 
doctors afterwards as well. But um, but it's good going back and seeing like these episodes again. Like especially, I'm looking forward to well, one of my favourite classic episodes would be Inferno, which was John Pertwee. But that's a long way down the line yet. But I'll be looking forward to seeing that episode again. Yeah, for non for non diehard fans, the John Pertwee is the third doctor. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll get to him eventually. Right, I think we've waffled on enough tonight. <laughs> Waffles, Waffles, waffle, 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 waffle. Okay. Waffle, waffle, waffle. So thanks for listening, everybody. Um, you can always catch our podcasts on obviously Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Overcasts, Amazon Music, uh, Pocket Casts, and Good Pods. Um, mm. Yeah, you can catch us on our socials. We're on uh, Facebook, Twitter, otherwise known as X. Uh, Instagram, and we've got our own YouTube channel under Adventures in Time and Space. And if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email us at adventuresintimeandspace63 at gmail.com. And uh, anything you'd like to send us would be much appreciated. And let us know how you, if you, if you enjoyed this show or not. And please continue to follow, subscribe, and rate this podcast. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. It's an uh, Alon Z from uh, from me. And bye for me too. <laughs> Don't let the side down. Don't let the side down. All right, Alon Z for him and all. Yeah, hey. Right. Anyway. Right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Hey. Bye.